Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here, and we're going back to the book of Acts, chapter number 6 and 7. And I can't read all of the verses, but we've been looking at these two chapters and dealing with the life of Stephen, or the death of Stephen, the life and the death of Stephen. He was the first martyr at the age of 29 years old, 29 years of age, lived a short life uh, in, uh, you know, in our in comparison to our life expectancy. But you know what? Stephen lived a full life. And that's what I'm keying on in these podcasts. If you've not already listened uh, to the two previous podcasts, 147, 148, I would highly recommend you do that. We started with an introduction on number 147. And then on the last podcast, uh, we dealt with the fullness of wisdom, how Stephen was full of wisdom to speak for Christ. Here's what the Bible said, Acts chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. We're talking about the importance of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, that he needs to be not just a resident, but he needs to be the president and to be full of the Holy Spirit. That's what our need is. That's what our need is. The average Christian Christian is not filled with the Spirit, but the normal Christian is. And boy, how we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so on the last podcast, we dealt with verse number 10 of chapter 6 on how Stephen was full of wisdom to speak for Christ. The Bible said in Acts 6.10, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. We talked about the difference in intellectual speaking for Christ and inspirational speaking for Christ. But I want to look today at Acts 7, verse 51 and 52. Because Stephen was not only full of wisdom to speak for Christ, but Stephen was full of power to stand for Christ. Acts 7, verse 51 says, Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have your fathers not have have not your fathers persecuted and they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers full of power to stand for Christ because he's standing before the council he's standing before those who have the power to put him to death and yet he stands there with great courage he stands there with great boldness So he is speaking, but he's also standing. He knows that he's going to get in trouble. He knows that it's not going to be easy for him, that they're not going to go easy on him. But Stephen is taking a stand. He's not taking the easy way out. Well, I bet Stephen was just naturally courageous preacher. I bet he was just natural. No, he was a man just like you and I. Nobody likes the idea of being persecuted. Nobody likes the idea of having enemies. Nobody, surely nobody likes the idea of being put to death. But the fullness of the Spirit can give you that courage. 
Courage is not so much the absent uh, absence of fear as it is mastering your fear. Courage is a man who has learned to harness that fear and use it for the glory of God. I read this that someone said, courage is fear that says its prayers. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. You know, people never come against a preacher as long as he's dealing with their neighbor's sin. But when you start dealing with their sin, and that's what Stephen's doing, he is going right at them with truth. He's speaking for Christ, but he's standing for Christ. And he says, you're stiff-necked. You're uncircumcised in your heart and in your ears. You resist the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on and talks about their mamas and daddies, talks about their grandparents. Boy, you really can get in trouble. There he said, your forefathers, he said, you're just like your forefathers. You're like your fathers. As the fathers did, so do you. You're not right with God, and your parents are not, we're not right with God. Boy, he's standing, and he's standing alone. Well, preacher, I'm not wired that way. Uh, that's just not my personality. Well, it has nothing to do with your personality. It has to do with the personality of the Holy Ghost. And that's the thing. That's the transforming power of God, how he can take someone that is backward and make them bold. Uh, I love to hear my dad's testimony about how he was an introvert and how he didn't like to talk. And now he's bold. I mean, he's been bold for 56 years preaching the gospel. I love that. My son, Jeremiah, uh, he didn't even hardly talk till he was about four years old. We thought he was a mute. And then God called him to preach, and he stands with power and preaches boldly. And I'd have never guessed that in his personality. But it's not my personality. It's the personality of the Holy Spirit. And his wisdom was supernatural, but his courage was supernatural. Because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was filled with wisdom. But because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was also filled with power. And so he could stand, and he could stand alone for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if the devil can find fear in you, uh, then he knows you'll not ever stand alone. You'll just fold up when you ought to stand up. And boy, how we've got a generation of church folk that are just folding up instead of standing up. 2 Timothy 1 Verse 7 said, God hath not given you the, given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh, yes. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Wisdom to speak for Christ. Power to stand for Christ. Because if the devil can see fear in your eyes, he's going to use that fear to intimidate you. Only when a man is no longer afraid to die for Christ is that man ready to live for Christ. Jesus said, don't fear the one that can kill the body. He said, fear not that, fear not them which can kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Stephen was an ordinary man with extraordinary power because he was full of of the Holy Ghost. And so we see he was full of wisdom to speak for Christ. He was filled with power to stand for Christ. But he was also full of faith to suffer for Christ. Do you hear that? The Bible says this, that he was a man full of faith in Acts 6-5. Now, you know, sometimes we get the idea that if we're full of faith, then we're not going to have to suffer. 
You know, that faith is what keeps us from suffering. It's it's the contrary. Where is that in the Bible? Faith doesn't get you out of difficulty. Faith gets you into difficulty. Jesus didn't come to get you out of trouble. He came to get into trouble with you. And faith doesn't keep you from suffering. Faith enables you to suffer. And we see Stephen was a man who suffered not because of a lack of faith. He suffered because of a fullness of faith. But Stephen's faith became sight. Acts chapter 7, verse 54 through 60. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. That's not his faith. That's his sight. Where's his faith? His faith is in Acts 7, verse 2. And he said, Men, brethren, fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran. And if you look at verse 2 again, you see his faith. You see his faith. Because he said, he's believing that. He's telling them uh, what God did in his father Abraham. I believe in the God of Abraham. That's what he's saying. That's his faith. But in verse 55, we see his sight because he saw the glory of God. But you know what the amazing thing is? His faith in verse 2, the God of glory appeared in our father. That's faith. I believe God appeared, the God of glory. But guess what? Verse number 55 ends with the glory of God. You see the God of glory. That's faith. And you see the glory of God, that's sight. Verse 2, you find faith. Verse 55, you find sight. God turned the God of glory into the glory of God. If you'll put your faith in the God of glory, one day you will see the glory of God. It's right there in the passage. Stephen had placed in his life into the God of glory. And now he's going to see the glory of God. He understood there's more to life than this world. And at the end, he was able to see the world that's worth living for. Anchored in faith, full of wisdom, full of power, full of faith. Some of us get the idea if we take a stand for Christ that somehow God's going to deliver us and we're not going to have to suffer. I'm telling you, it costs to serve Jesus. It costs every day. It costs every step of the way. It costs Stephen his very life. If you're looking for a cheap way, an easy way, a lazy way, then forget it. There's not one. No ministry comes cheap. No church comes easy. No work for God comes the lazy way. It costs to suffer the, for the, serve the Lord, but it's worth it. Now, I'm going to bust some bubbles right here. Stephen suffered for the cause of Christ. But I want to ask you a question. Can you show me anybody in the Bible who didn't? People get hung up on the question, why why some Christians suffer? I've got a better question than that. Why some Christians don't suffer? I mean, we've got a a meology generation instead of a theology generation. We're so bait. We're so... uh, we're so eat up with humanism, even in the church, where we, we, we don't feel like we should have to suffer. Maybe God meant to put a burden on you so that you would pray more, so that you would fast more, so that you would hunger more for God. 
You, can, you can't find a Christian in the Bible that didn't suffer. You can't find a believer in the Bible that didn't suffer. And, you, and don't get hung up on that. Why is God letting somebody suffer? The question is, why are some not suffering? Can I remind you what Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, verse 12? Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer. Well, Brother Jeremy, I'm not suffering for Christ. Well, it's one of two things. You're not living godly. And if you are living godly, hold on, buckle up your seatbelt. You show me one godly man or woman in the Bible who did not suffer greatly. David, Abraham, Moses, Job, Joseph, Jacob, Daniel, the Hebrew children, Paul, the apostles. Every one of them died a martyr's death except John. And John was boiled in oil and exiled to Patmos. There is no easy life in the ministry. There is no easy life in, in serving God. So the question is this, why do, you, why do you desire the fullness of the Spirit? Man, I want to be filled with the Spirit like Peter so 3,000 souls can get saved. It may be you'd be like Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, and get 3,000 stones instead of 3,000 souls. I've never understood that difference. The same gospel, the same stand, the same truth, the same spirit, and a different result. Peter, filled with the Spirit, saw 3,000 saved. Stephen, filled with the Spirit, saw 3,000 stones. We better learn to leave the results to God. We better learn to leave the results to God. And here we find the first martyr, full of wisdom to speak for Christ full of power to stand for Christ and full of faith to suffer for Christ. He's the first martyr, the first martyr. Did you know that the word witness and the word martyr come from the same Greek word, martus? When Jesus said, ye shall be witnesses, he was saying, ye shall be martus, martyrs. Stephen was not a martyr because he died for his faith. He died for his faith because he was a martyr. Oh, I hope you heard what I just said. Stephen was not a martyr because he died for his faith. He died for his faith because he was a martyr. Jesus said, you are to be my martyrs. Now, whether you die or not makes no difference. Persecution does not make a martyr. Persecution reveals a martyr. You're a martyr or you're not right now. I'm, talk, I'm talking about what's in your heart right now. Do you have the spirit of a martyr in your heart right now? Stephen was not a martyr because he died for Christ. He died for Christ because he was a martyr. And the great question is not, do you have faith to escape? The great question is, do you have faith to endure? The great question is not, do you have faith to be delivered? It is, do you have the faith to die? Not, do you have the faith to be healed? so that you can praise God, but do you have enough faith not to be healed and still praise God? Because faith is not primarily receiving from God what you want. Faith is accepting from God what He gives. And how we need the fullness of the Spirit of God so that we will be filled with wisdom to speak for God, so that we will be filled with power to stand for God, and so that we will be filled with faith to suffer for God. What a great passage on the first martyr, Stephen. 
Now I want you to go out today and be salt and light in the world. I want you to go out and make a difference. I want to encourage you to go do something for God today. If you're listening to this podcast in the evening, plan on purpose. I'm going out tomorrow, and I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be salt to purify. I'm going to be light to illuminate. And don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. God bless you.